Al-Bayan Radio presents the following lesson from Masjid Al-Azhar, Bilmo. We are always warned about our actions, the sins, the evil and the corruption that we do. And one of the reasons we are constantly warned about these type of things is that, yes, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala can forgive us for any sin that we have committed. The doors of forgiveness are open. But there's one very important aspect that we don't consider when we commit an evil action or a sin. That even though Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has forgiven you for that sin, the consequences of that action will still remain. They will not go away. For example, if you had physically harmed somebody, which caused them to lose a leg or an arm or an eye or whatever it may be, even though you seek forgiveness from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and you're forgiven, even you seek forgiveness with that person, his arm will not grow back. His leg will not grow back, his eye will not grow back, meaning the consequence of your sin will still remain, regardless. You have a problem with someone, and you steal money from them, and that causes their business to become bankrupt, or causes other complicated issues in his life, even though you want to rectify your wrong, which is this is the right thing to do, you go, you say you're sorry, you apologize, you ask for forgiveness, and even if you return that money to that person, and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala forgives you, they forgive you, the consequences of that action will still remain. It's not like he can, you know, click his fingers and everything will go back to normal. The effect of that evil action that you have done remains. And this is something very important to understand. This is why we are constantly told to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in our actions and in what we say. Because the effect of those will come back at us. And if it doesn't come back at us, it may even come back to our families, even our offspring, even our offspring's offspring. Because the effect of those sins will remain. So that's why we say it is better for you to avoid the action altogether than for you to do that action, ask for repentance, and then wait for the consequences of that action. So a person goes around and says, you know, Allah will forgive me, Allah will forgive me. I, you know, all right, I'll do bad, I'll do evil, I'll do wrong, but you know what, I'll fix myself up, and whatever it may be. But that's not the issue. The issue is, is after you do that, there's still going to be issues with those actions. For those brothers, for example, that have a history of drug-related trade, or even drug-related use, Alright, or was in gangs or whatever, even though they've left that, they've repented. That's in the past. The effects of it will still hold until today to the day that you die.
Someone that you may have upset it in the past may take his revenge upon you. Years down the track, even when you have left not upon you, upon your family. Why? Because someone you upset it 20 years ago or you hurt 20 years ago. Or drug use. A person says, I made repentance, I've left it off. He gets married, he tries to have children. Goes to the doctor, doctor says, you can't have children. Why? Because of the drug use, because of the abuse of drugs. All those years has affected you having children. And this is what can happen. Or you develop a medical condition because of that use. A person says, but I repented. Yes, but the effects of it will still remain. It will still be there. It's not going to go away. Because once you've committed that action, even though you're forgiven, the consequences of that, of that action is still going to remain. And this is why we tell brothers and sisters, regardless of what action you do, and the amount of repentance you make, you have to be prepared for what's going to come through that sin or action that you have committed. Even though you might say to yourself, but why? I, I, I've, I've left that sin, or I've left that evil, or, or I've rectified it, or whatever it may be. People don't forget, if your sin and evil is between you and another person, people don't forget. If your action is about your body and how you've harmed your body, your body doesn't forget. The earth doesn't forget. Nothing forgets your action. It's still recorded and known. It's forgiven. And yes, it is wiped. But the smell that surrounds it will still remain. And this is why we call these actions consequences of actions. Regardless if you've made repentance, and this is very, very important to understand, because if that's the case, people will just say, you know, whatever action I'll do, I'll repent, everything will work out. And whatever action I'll do, I'll just repent, I'll just repent, I'll just repent. You can keep repenting, but one day, it's going to come back on you. And there are actions that, yes, do come back, and do come back to haunt a person. A person may have left off his past life, left off his evil, left off, left off his corruption, changed his name, whatever, lived a beautiful life. And at one point, someone comes and says, hey, we've realized who you are. You've done this and you've done that. And you've said, yes, but I've repented, which is the action you're supposed to do to get you to paradise. But on this earth, every person, right, what he gives... Unfortunately, it's going to come back. Even in the Sharia, when someone receives a punishment underneath the Sharia, he goes to a Sharia court, he committed a sin, right? And he stands in front of an Islamic judge, and he's found guilty of committing that sin. And he says to the judge, but I've repented, but I have repented. And I know Allah has forgiven me and I've left off that scene and I've never gone back to it. And the judge will still implement the hudud, will still implement the prescribed punishment to that person. Why? What is the reason? It's because that's the consequence of your action. Yeah, Allah has forgiven you. But you still have to 
face the consequence of your action, of your bad deed. Even if, for example, someone he committed a murder underneath the Islamic state, he committed a murder. They didn't know who it was. He repented, which that means he's forgiven by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And 20 years later, they find they do an investigation and they catch him. And he admits to it and says, yes, that was me 20 years ago. He will still be trialed for that action. And he will still be punished accordingly. Why? People say, huh? does that make sense? Yes, of course. Because the hudud is part of repentance, right? It's part of cleansing yourself of sin. And it's also a deterrent for people not to commit those sins. You may have repented, but there are hundreds and thousands of people that haven't repented. So it may be a doorway for them to repent. And second, consequences of your actions. They will always remain. They will always stay with a person. Even it will move to your offsprings. For example, you do something wrong. You've stolen land from another family or another group of people. And hundreds of years later, people come and say, you know, this is the grandson of the one that took our land, therefore we have to take our land back from him. And he has maybe nothing to do with it, but because he becomes a relative of a, or an offspring, then they will take their land back off that person. In retribution or whatever you want to call it. In return... For that person's grandfather or great-grandfather taking that land from them. Person say, why? That's a consequence of your grandfather's action. See, consequences can even affect later generations and later offsprings. So in the mindset to understand that a person has to be careful and that things come around to a person in this world. If we want to relate this to our situation of life and what we see you would always find this cycle it's just a repetitive cycle and you would always find regardless of what happens on this earth the oppressors will always be disgraced at the end now a person will say to himself why do oppressors get away with what they get away with how are they able to do these things how are they supposed to be oppressors if they don't have the opportunity to oppress? Meaning, they have to have a track record of oppressing for them to be oppressors. You can't say he's an oppressor and I haven't done nothing yet. You can't call a nation a nation of oppressors if they haven't committed oppression yet. They have to commit oppression, right? They have to commit the deed for the result of that action. So now we come, this is talking on the individual level, now we talk on a broader scale. We want to talk about Gaza, and we want to talk about the state of Israel. This is exactly the same scenario. Whatever actions, and evil actions, and mind you, whatever they're committing, committing is a sin in our religion, and it is a sin in their religion. Yeah, the fourth commandment, or the fifth commandment is what? Thou shall not kill. And other commandments and other laws don't cause oppression on the land, don't kill uh, children and women. 
even their rules of war is that women and children are free and released and not oppressed. That if they ever wait, this is their own testimony and their Torah, their, 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 their own scriptures. That if they were to siege a land, they must allow an opportunity for the people to flee. So even within their own laws and their own scriptures, it is a sin. And among Islam and the rules of Islam, it is also a sin. And even though these sins are committed, and they keep committing these sins, and hypothetically, let's say, that the state of Israel converts to Islam, the consequences of their sins will still remain. There will still be a day where their actions will come back to bite them. If it's not upon them, it's in their later generations. So as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has just let them be, how can this be possible? Allah has left them be. Why? So that they can drown deeper in their evil, deeper in their sin, deeper in their corruption, so that their punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in this world and in the hereafter is multiplied and increased even more. How is this possible? They're able to do this is because Allah has allowed them so they can increase in evil, sin and corruption. So their levels and depth of hellfire become deeper and deeper and deeper. While the levels of the ones that pass away in paradise become higher and higher and higher. This is the reality of life. Never. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he tells Bani Israel about Fir'aun, about one of the biggest oppressors on, on this earth, the biggest torrents on this earth, that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala destroyed Fir'aun. وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ That Fir'aun was destroyed and drowned while you were bearing witness. Him and his allies were destroyed in front of your eyes. Bani Israel witnessed this tyrant Pharaoh that was coming after them to kill them. They witnessed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala drowning Pharaoh and his allies and his army in front of their eyes. Allah has showed them what he can do to oppressors. He has showed them, Bani Israel, what the Creator is capable of. There is no tyrant more mightier on this earth than the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And so therefore, from the action, and Allah reminds them, وَأَغْرَقْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ They will drown this man, this tyrant, his people, his followers, his supporters, his army. And you bear witness and saw that happening in front of your eyes. Don't you reflect? Don't you know? Can't you not see what will happen to the oppressors of this earth? What we'll do to them? But Bani Israel are heedless. They've always and consistently broken their promise to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And after they break their promise, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sends a punishment upon them. 
They break a promise, they get another punishment. They break a promise and they get another punishment. They kill prophets, then they get another punishment. They kill messengers, they get another punishment. They cause oppression among the land, they get another punishment. And now it's the same cycle. They're causing oppression and they will destroy themselves with their bare hands. With their own hands. They don't need to do anything except keep going the way they're going so they, they may destroy their own selves. Their own selves. And just like until today, the whole world knows what happens to Pharaoh, what happened to Pharaoh, and who drowned Pharaoh? He drowned himself. How did he drown himself? He entered the water. He entered after Bani Israel. If he were to stay back and say, listen man, this is a miracle for them. I'm not going to go through this water where the sea was parted, then Pharaoh would not have drowned. Him himself decided that I'm going to enter with my army. Cause death upon himself. And therefore this is why we say history will repeat and it will keep repeating itself that Bani Israel will walk into the ocean as Pharaoh did. And this is not just with Bani Israel, but with every oppressive generation that came in the past, regardless of who they were, regardless of how big the tyrant was, and how mighty and powerful he may be, the oppressors of the past, their civilizations... Their countries, their wealth, their power, their everything only exist as relics today. Meaning we may have some stone, you know, pottery from their, from their time. We may have some, you know, arrowheads from their time. We may have some artifacts of their time. But who they are, where they were, how they existed, what area, we have no information that details anything about them. Except for those little artifacts that we find. As if Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He's showing us a little bit about them, but also showing us how everything has perished. Their wealth, their gold, their money, their status, their thrones, their castles, their horses, their lands, their agriculture, their buildings, their whatever, they do not exist until today. This is the reality of every oppressor that has placed his feet on this earth, he or they, any nation that oppresses a people, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bring the consequence of their actions to be at a time that is going to be most stricken and deserving for them to receive.